Coming off the top of the cage, it is the top of the cage podcast. I am Bill, joined always by Justin Juice Cannon and Juice. Tonight, we have a very special guest on, somebody who's a little bit different than a couple of the other guests we've had on recently, somebody that you've uh, presented to me, somebody that you've exposed me to, and uh, after this interview especially, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I just recently, um, it wasn't too long ago that I got exposed to Phil Cardigan, who is our guest that you'll hear from very shortly. Actually, one of our past guests, Brian Malonis, on Instagram, he shared, uh, it wasn't it was probably only two months ago, um, he, he shared uh, in, on his Instagram story a little video of, um, at first I thought it was just of the Booker T Stone Cold Supermarket Brawl segment, and that's one of my favorite wrestling segments. So I'm like, oh, I'll watch it again. But it wasn't just that. It was a YouTube video of uh, Phil Cardigan's YouTube video. Of, um, actually, I think it's just on his Instagram. It might be on his YouTube too. It's definitely on his Instagram. He'll plug it in his socials interview and you can go watch his video and all his videos you can find phil cardigan on uh, youtube as well on twitch but get back on top topic go watch the supermarket brawl and it's just him in there and he's trying to get the flour from him. he's trying to get the milk uh edit himself in it was it was hilarious and i just started watching more of his videos and got really into it i'm like yeah i definitely want to get this guy on his guest. i was watching his matches hopefully i get to see him in person love to say thank you in person and also see him wrestle in person because i'm I'm an easy wrestling fan of police. I love everything. <laughs> but uh, character-driven stuff, the, the Dan Hazens, Phil Cardigans, the Bobby Orlando's, the uh, R-Truths, those are some of my favorites. The Santino Morellos, uh, those are some of my favorites of all time. So I made a mission to get this guy on the podcast, and when he agreed, I was so excited. I've been looking forward to this for, for a while. <laughs> so I can't yes. wait for people to hear it. Yes, I, I, I can't wait for people to hear it either. It was an extremely fun interview. And I don't want to take any more time. I think that our intro might have gone just a little bit shorter than the amount of times that Phil plugged his Pro Wrestling Tees shop. But you guys can be the judge. I actually didn't count how many times he plugged it. So uh, let us know on social media after uh, the final count. And without further ado, here is Phil Cardigan. What's up, everybody? Listeners at Top of the Cage, it's Juice here, and we got another interview, and I'm excited for this one. He's the grammar cop. He is Phil Cardigan. He's the man. Here he is. How you doing, Phil? How's your coffee? Hey, how are you? Uh, coffee's good. Coffee's hot. I'm drinking coffee right now. Uh, seven Splendas right now, so I'm a little... I got a little energy. I'm not going to lie, but uh, it's good. It's good. Grammar cop's a name I haven't heard in a while. Wow, I thought that thought that guy died. I haven't heard from him in a while. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm good, man. I'm feeling good. Why aren't you guys drinking coffee? I thought we were all drinking coffee. I thought that was the memo. No, I'm just drinking my uh, sparkling water. <laughs> oh, I have that too. But it's in the other room and I can't leave right now. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's fine. I, I, I'd rather you drink the coffee. Yeah, me too. So going back to co coffee and Phil Cardigan, 
that is a uh, synonymous. How, is that how you take your coffee when you're in your matches? Is there any special thing that gives you your power boost? Like how how's your coffee drinking in those matches? Uh, so it's it depends on what I'm in the mood for, right? If I want like if I'm feeling a little extra Italian, I'm gonna go espresso. You know what I mean? It's always a lot more sugar than I need to have in the cup. Uh, but it's mainly uh, I like a blonde roast in my coffee cup. And it also depends on who I'm facing that day. If I'm facing Slade or somebody, right, I'll go like dark roast, you know, or like, or like one of those, those, um, those coffee uh, things with like the big X on it saying like, do not drink or whatever. I'll, I'll drink like two of those if I'm facing Slade. But if I'm facing somebody like, like, like if I'm facing like Leo Sparrow, like I'll go like a blonde roast, you know. I mean, uh, if there's like a vegan, because he's a vegan at Creator Pro, right? If, if you know, if I'm feeling a little vegan, I'll try to find a vegan coffee. I don't know if that exists, but I'll try to find it. So it depends on who I'm facing. You get a little power boost from your coffee. Is there anything uh, extra performance enhancers in that coffee or not? No, 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 no. I tried once. I mean, I we we've been to college, you know what I mean? But yeah, I steer clear. I steer clear. But you know. <laughs> so you heard it here first cardigan is a uh, straight edge just like cm punk yeah not as good not as muscular not as handsome that's debatable <laughs> oh you're making me oh push. come on you look so dapper when you're in the ring too i mean with the formal wear the khakis the cardigans sweater vests dress shirts is it is it comfortable wrestling in that? I, especially with the knee pads over the, the khakis too? I'm going to be brutally honest with you. No. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it gets really hot. Uh, I get pretty blown up in the ring as it is. So when I have on a cardigan, it, it, it gets pretty hot. I, I, I sweat. And then it gets hard to breathe sometimes. Sometimes I just want to rip it off. But then I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not Phil no cardigan. I'm Phil cardigan. So I have to leave the cardigan on. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Do I regret the wearing a cardigan to the ring? Sometimes. Is that why sometimes you go sweater vest instead of cardigan? Yes, yes, that's exactly why. Because I, man, if I if I wore a if I wore one of the thick winter ones in the ring in the summer, I think I'd probably I'd die in the ring. I've tried once, and I had a I think mid match I went to go get a water bottle. I just I did one of these, the timeouts, and the crowd was like, "What well, you can't do, you can't do a timeout in wrestling, Phil." I was like, <laughs> and I went to get a drink of water. Sue me, or don't, you know? I'd do the same. Every time I see people wrestling in pants or I see wrestling in like the cardigan, I'm just like, dude, if I wrestled, it's like a, a tank top, <laughs> some shorts. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's ideal, right? Like ideal, you want like trunks, you want tights no what am i wearing damn knitted uh cotton cardigan it's really heavy duty but like <laughs> i said do i and the khakis and the khakis and the knee pads over the khakis but do i regret it sometimes where do you get them from are you like uh like a name brand guy like a polo or you go to like um, local macy's no, I mean, I, I try to reach out to, like, the finest, uh, you know, gear designers I can because, you know, 
you want to look good in the ring. You want to go to, you know, you want to find some nice gear makers. So sometimes I'll go to, uh, uh, you know, this place it's, it's, it's GAP, you know, um, uh, a French one, Amazon, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I've heard of it. One? yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's secret. It's hush hush, but you know, you get on there, you can find anything. Uh, what's another one? Oh, oh, uh, old, old, uh, Navi, I think it's called something like that. It's, like, it's another French one. But. I was about to say that. <laughs> Those are, uh, but top, top yeah. quality uh, gear makers in my book. So finest threads around. Yeah. We don't play around with the threads here. Some people would say, oh, you're you're a very gimmick-driven character with Cardigan. What are some of your favorite gimmicks in wrestling all time? Ooh, that's a good question. I loved watching Santino Morello. Uh, very funny, very funny gimmick. Macho Man, Randy Savage, probably one of my favorites. Very gimmicky. Well, I guess that's not a gimmick because that was him. But, you know, that's a character, you know. So. Living the gimmick. Yeah. You know, uh, Undertaker, definitely. Probably my, my, probably my number one is Undertaker. Probably should have started with Undertaker, but I thought Santino Morella. Because I just watched his match like, a little while ago. But that's, that's which, which match? I think it was him. No, no, no. I watched his debut. I watched his debut. Where we all thought he was a fan, and then he fooled us. <laughs> that guy. I will say, as like a, geez, that was what two thousand seven, right? Two thousand eight. Yes, yeah, something I was, like that. I was a ten year old, ten eleven year old. Yeah, as a ten eleven year old kid, I was fully convinced that he was a fan, and that's like why one of the reasons why I love Santino too is because like up until like I started realizing like all right maybe he wasn't just a fan, I was right. like man, this guy's so fucking good for for just right. being a fan. <laughs> Like, how does this this guy knows wrestling already? Like, that's crazy. How do I know that without going to wrestling school? That's 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 the inspiration right there. Yeah. Maybe that's why some of these fans jump in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, all these fans are like, you know what? If Santino could do it, I could do it. But then they get escorted by security. But that's their problem. Is that Vince McMahon didn't say, "Hey, hey, you kid, come here," or whatever he said to Santino, and then Santino went in the ring, and then you know. So they're not the fans aren't quite doing it right. Also, don't attack wrestlers. That's very bad. Yeah, and you'll probably get punched in the face. Just just stay in the crowd like a normal person and enjoy right. the show. Sometimes sometimes I stay in the crowd. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't even wrestle. I just stay in the crowd because I know that's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then there's this thing called a count out, which I just found out about, and then you know I lose. But like I said, I stay. In, I stay. I stay in my place. You brought up Macho Man. And uh, also, you make some uh, YouTube videos, videos on your uh, social medias as well. You made one of um, the cream of the crop, famous yes. promo. That was made 34 <laughs> years ago. And uh, I just learned that you you were in it. I didn't even notice it the first time I saw the promo. But um, Yeah, I, I was in the version that ever aired. I was kicked off the set. But, behind yeah. the scenes. Mm -hmm. So you look, that was 34 years ago. And uh, you look the exact same now as you did then. So, are you uh, are you like a vampire? Like, how how do you explain that? 
No, some people don't age. Like Denzel. I'm not a vampire. Not that I not that I, I, I haven't gotten any tests or anything like that, but some people just don't age. Uh, you know what the key to that is? Like you see other celebrities and you're like, wow, like how does Jennifer Aniston like look so young when she's, you know, that age? And honestly, I'll tell you the secret, because I'm like a like a little bit of a celebrity myself, honestly. Honestly, moisturize. Just moisturize. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do is moisturize. Even if you put like a little bit, you'll look, you know, healthy forever. Man, I, I need to start listening to my girlfriend. She's been trying to get me to moisturize ever since we moved in together. And yeah, I clearly, clearly that's why I need to stop right. aging. Maybe she's trying to tell me something now. So keeping on the topic of your comedy videos, though, I mean, I've, I've dabbled in the world of YouTube and content creation, but your, your videos are, are very funny. How, how do you come up with, with some of your ideas for some of these videos? Uh, honestly, I, uh, <laughs> th- these are things that like, I literally like just think about in the shower. Right. And I'm just like, like, like for instance, like the Macho Man video, right? Like I watched this, I watched the promo and in my weird mind, iconic legendary promo that will live at is timeless right but the first thing my weird mind thinks of is well who's what happened to all the creamer that was backstage (laughs) you know what i mean that's that's what goes through my mind like he has four things of creamer he took all the creamer like i'm sure there's one guy back there like i really wanted coffee today (laughs) but there's no creamer and I just did a video. I just watched the episode of Raw. Uh, I think maybe it was SmackDown, but uh, where Stone Cold and Booker T were brawling in the supermarket. And the first thing I thought of, uh, and, and great, great segment, right? They beat the hell out of each other in, in a supermarket. But the first thing I thought of was, was somebody's trying to shop. Somebody's trying to go through the life and you, you just see somebody just getting poured milk onto. And is that something you see every day? No. So what's that one guy thinking that, goes there and tries to get cereal but you know or he's on the line and booker t's on the cash register it's crazy <laughs> no that's when he brought up that video because that's actually how i found out about you <laughs> yeah oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> the one where he edited it i was like uh, I, yeah i definitely want to have this guy on <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of these videos i i i, I put out and i'm like god i'm like what am i doing like that was so dumb and then it gets like like two thousand views and i'm like how like how is this <laughs> how is this getting more than three views <laughs> that these are they're fun though they're, it's it's you know I, i'm genuinely having fun making them i got a i got one that i'm doing soon i just gotta finish writing it but it's a i'll tell you it's a uh seinfeld parody so um gonna be that's probably my next one and uh, almost done doing that. And then I got another project I'm going to work on. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun writing and, and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's fun when you're when you, I think when you genuinely have fun doing stuff like that, I think people see it, too. And that's why I enjoy it so much. For sure. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it, if I feel like it's just a reflection of, of kind of who you are, too. You know, it's like you're 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 doing nothing more than what goes on inside your your brain and you're portraying it to the world. And, you know, it's just it's you. Why wouldn't you want to make things that would make, at least make you laugh? That's that's exactly what I think, too. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite of all your videos you've ever made? That that's a great question. 
because I was actually just thinking about this. I, I would say my favorite is the Macho Man one. Only because it's my most popular view-wise, A, and B, it was, like, sometimes I, like, put, I'll put in thought to, like, what I'm doing and kind of, like, just, like, jot down notes. But, like, I literally was, like, driving home, <clears throat> driving home, and I was, like, that'd be funny to do because I just watched the promo. And then I just shot it, and then, like, it was my most popular one. I was, it just happened out of nowhere. And, uh, and I, I, that was one specifically I remember thinking, wow, that was really dumb. I hope somebody likes it. <laughs> so, but there's actually another one that I think a lot of people sleep on. And this is my second favorite only because of how it played out, but I did, I'll probably repost it soon just cause I love it. Um, but I did uh, a video this time last year on like holiday advice. And I got, uh, I got Fred Stoller to do a cameo for it. It, you know, it was, I, it was a cameo. I got it for like a good price or whatever. And all I said in the video, all I said in the cam, uh, cameo description to him was, Hey, you know, my name is Phil Cardigan. If you have any funny stories, any, any, uh, funny holiday stories, please let me know. So the concept of the video was I was going to give you advice, like the viewer advice, and then call my uncle Fred and have him share a story. That was the concept of the video. But what he sent me was completely not what I expected and made it so much better. It made, I, I don't, you could go, I'll repost it, but basically it took a turn that I just didn't expect him to say. It, it basically involves him renting a porno video. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. And I, I like, this is not something I asked him to say. I didn't ask him to, to say, hey, can you do this skit? I just said, share it. Please share it funny. Because I thought it was funny that he would be my uncle. But because I'll, I'll repost it. And I don't think that got enough love, that video, in my opinion, because of what this man said outrageously. So love him. Love my Uncle Fred. Definitely repost that. That's one I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It got slept on. I'm telling you, it got slept on. I got to repost it. It's so, it's so, now that you know that it wasn't planned like that, it'll make it that much better, in my opinion. You made one video about, so your, your finisher move is, uh, can't believe it's not a cutter. And uh, you made, you made a video going, going with that and uh, selling a product. Can't believe, you know, getting, getting people there that need cutters, ordering cutters. <laughs> and also it's to promote your shirt prowrestlingtees.com so going into the service uh is the app free is it where's the app and um can i select who gives me the cutter so the app is you have to really search for it on i think it's on itunes or the itunes store you just have to keep pressing in insta cutter okay. as many times as you can and see if it pops up but once you finally get it uh, an easier way to, to do it is to go on uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash philcardigan and purchase the I Can't Believe It's Not Cutter t-shirt that you can find on www.prowrestlingtees.com slash philcardigan. But um, what happens is you could order the shirt that way. And then uh, if you're lucky, it doesn't happen all the time, but if you're lucky, you can get an option to receive the cutter 
And usually it'll be me giving the cutter. And then I drive away if you're lucky. So it's only happened to three people and I'm not going to say who. Uh, here's here's finger crossed that I wore this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the more, the I will say this, the more you, the more you order the shirt, the more likely it is that I give you the cutter. So okay. you, but again, the instructions is you have to go to www.prowrestlingtees.com slash Phil Cardigan, click on, you know, I can't believe it's not cutter and then purchase the shirt. So the more you buy the shirt, the more I'm likely to come and give you the cutter. You heard it here first. Right. Uh, you order that shirt once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more than that if you have the budget. But, you know. Right. And then the more money I make, I'll get like a van that says like Instacutter. So like, and I'll even give you like text alerts like, hey, you know, come outside. And then like, Wada! you know, that's how that works. You get that cutter. You can even hire people to help you and help you give that cutter. Right. I, I messaged Randy Orton, but all the messages. So I asked Randy Orton if he wants to be a part of the company and all it said was blocked. I, I don't know. Weird. He's just not trying to get a cutter from you, clearly. I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming blocked means he'll get back to me, but I don't I, He hasn't gotten back to me. I think from trying to get podcast um, requests, I've learned that that's also what that means. Block means they'll eventually get to you. They'll eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, never say never. We'll, We'll transition the topic a little bit back to wrestling here. And we'll, we'll ask the age-old question. I'm sure you've been asked this question a hundred times. We're still going to ask it. Uh, how did you get into wrestling yourself? Well, I, I, I started watching, uh, I think it was, actually, I think it was 2001. I think I got into it like around, oh, it was, yeah. I got into it right when WrestleMania 17 was rolling around. So, like, I fell in love instantly. Um, so, I, I was watching guys like, you know, The Rock, Austin, Angle, Triple H, Undertaker. It was just magical. Uh, and then I stuck with it. I was a huge fan for a couple of years as a kid. And I remember uh, when Tough Enough aired, I pointed to me. Ma- I was watching it with my family, and I pointed to Maven, ironically enough, because I saw him not too long ago. But I pointed to Maven, and I said, Ma, look, I'm going to do that one day. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I knew it was something I, I, I want to do because being larger than life and, and uh, you know, that stage presence and like thousands and thousands of people watching you and millions on TV every week watching like that really like that really like said something to me. Re- like rest- wrestlers are like larger than life. And like I always thought I'd, I'd be good at that because I always had like a little bit of an outgoing personality. Yeah, so I, I don't know what happened. I kind of fell out of it uh, for a couple of years. And I think it was like 2009 I started get back, getting back into it. But like as like a serious fan, like I started watching like TNA and like Ring of Honor. And like I, I really and I started understanding more of like the storytelling part of it. And I was like, this thing is like wrestling. So wrestling is awesome. And I really, I like, I really want to do it. And I knew that if I didn't at least attempt, 
to try it, I would regret it for the rest of my life. So uh, I found the nearest wrestling school, which was not Creator Pro. Um, yet it was Victory Pro Wrestling. They had a school. Um, the head trainer was Ricky Reyes, otherwise known as uh, Cortez Castro on Lucha Underground. And he taught me for a couple of years and then that school shut down. And then I started uh, at Creator Pro. I could easily say it was the best, it was the best decision I ever made. Um, but I loved it. I truly loved it. And it was something I started loving even more as the years went on, because like when you're around people like trainers, like Ricky Reyes or like Brian Myers or Pat Buck, it's just like, you're learning from like the absolute best. So it just makes you more motivated and like to see where they've been. It's like, okay, it's, this is possible. This is definitely possible. So fell, I fell in love with it even more, you know? So uh, feeding off the Korea Pro stuff, um, it seems like people that come out, wrestlers that come out of Korea Pro, always have the best gimmicks, have the best characters. Um, is there a reason, or is it just coincidence? Like, is that's that's no, actually, that's a that's a really good question. The, I, I'll give you an example of myself. I could never think of a character for myself, like even as like like uh, like a kid. And I was like, oh, if I were to be a wrestler, like, what would my, my thing be? And it's like, I don't know. I could never think. It would just be, oh, it'd just be me. But, like, as I say, like, turned up to 11, I guess, which is now hearing it is, like, the worst thing to hear ever. You learn that doing that and just being yourself in wrestling, like, it, it's always good to have a gimmick or a character that the audience can get behind. So sometimes if you're just yourself, it might be a little harder for people to get behind you instead of people knowing what you're about and this is what you do and why you're doing it every every time you go out there. So I think what Creative Pro does is explain in a great way that people react better to characters. And we've had so many characters in Creative Pro that there's a proven track record that, that works. Or, or a gimmick, not even just a character, but a gimmick. So when you see characters and gimmicks like that you're like wow this is working for this guy or this is working for this girl what can i come up with and they help you um they help you come up with certain ideas and characters like phil cardigan as much as as much as i thought of most of it 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 was a lot of help from the cap guys the whole concept and character like i didn't think of everything myself like some people had great ideas that I could do and, and funny things that I could do. And they helped out too. So, um, it always, I, I just, I think they just know that it's a better outcome if you have that type of gimmick or character, you know, and it's worked. It's worked for a lot of people like Max Caster. Max Caster is a phenomenal wrestler and he, he could, he could probably be fine just wrestling just the way he does. But him coming out every week and rapping and, like, destroying his opponents with his raps is, like, it's great. You're, you get behind him every week to see him rap. Would you, would you be interested to see him wrestle, just doing wrestling every week? Probably not as much. He's still great. But, you know, you want to see him rap. And then you want to see him wrestle. So it's, it's just a great example of following in people's footsteps, you know? Yeah, yeah. They just, the track record of characters in Queer Bro is kind of crazy because you mentioned there's you, 
Max Caster, another guy in Indy that we've had as guest, Bobby Orlando. Um, MGF, MGF came from Korea, though, right? Yes, yes, he did. That's yes, another did. legendary character. Um, yeah. There's one character I don't think he did, but I know he's shown up in WrestlePro shows. Was Danhausen or no? Danhausen, Danhausen, we just had Danhausen at a cab show in October. Halloween Housen. But again, another example of a huge character who has now taken off and like are going to be one of the most popular indie names in wrestling right now. You know, might be one of the most popular names at this point. <laughs> I, I I think so. It's it's absolutely crazy. Very happy for him. Um, and just the way he knows how to market himself as a character, you know, and it, it it's it's a lot harder to market like yourself. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, if I were to just like, let's just say I'm Phil from I don't know Long Island, like what's what am I marketing there? But you know, somebody like Dan has and who has tons of of uh like gimmicks like maybe his teeth or or uh very nice very evil like that's so marketable that you could sell that and put it on t-shirts and stuff it's just when you look at that and 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 funny enough i when i i I briefly touched on this before but when i first started i was like i i don't want to be a a character character wrestlers never really appealed to me growing up i loved the serious you know, hard hitting wrestling, like, like Matt wrestling, technical wrestling, like, like the AJ Styles type, you know, but now as I'm older and I understand, like, I love comedy wrestling. I love character wrestling. I love gimmicks. Um, I just think it makes it so much more enjoyable too. And I think, uh, you know, I think you need that on a show. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about that plenty of times, not only just with some other guests, but even just in our one-on-one podcast we do is that's like, that's just the beauty of wrestling. There's so many flavors of wrestling out there and, and whatever flavor you, you like, like wrestling is better than the things you like when it's, when it's great. And characters, whether it's characters, Matt wrestling, you know, guys who do high spots, it's all great depending on exactly what you like. I agree. And I think I, I know for a fact that everybody who goes to the shows probably aren't entertained by me because of my shtick and what I do. I'm there. And if you like me, that's great. I love it. If you don't like me, that's fine. But you're going to see other great wrestling too. And that's kind of how every show is. You know, you're not going to like every character on the show. A lot of people like them, people won't. And that's just, that's the wrestling business today. And then they'll take it to Twitter to tell you that they don't like you. And then you get those, but it's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. With with social media as a wrestling character, um, do you do you feel like you can have a little bit more fun with those interactions, or do you feel like you still need to kind of realize that it's just probably somebody who has Twitter fingers when they say something cheap to you? It depends. I mean, if you're a heel, I think it's a great way to appropriately take it out on the fans in your character and in your heel way, however you do it. And really put yourself over as the heel. Um, but you can only do so much. You know what I mean? In terms of responding to the fans, you know, you could do it every so often. But the, I feel like the more you do it, then the more they're just going to come after you so they can get a response anyway. So it's like, you know, I like I've, I've gotten some some pretty harsh tweets before, but like, I'm not going to entertain that. You know, if somebody says something really nice, I'll, I'll quote tweet it and say something stupid and funny that I think is funny, but I'm not going to give the guy the satisfaction so he could try to do it again next week, you know? 
you know, I, I just think social media is more to just market yourself and put out content that everybody can enjoy who follows and create more followers, you know, and, and brand and market yourself and, you know, let people know when you're on the shows and stuff. But yeah, it's, you know, social media in wrestling has just gotten so terrible and, and, you know, in the bad parts of it. It's, it's, I, I wish just more people would be nice to each other, you know, but unfortunately that's not how the world, the world works. And maybe one day we'll get there, but you know, just enjoy it. Just enjoy, you know, don't say mean things. There's plenty of bad on Twitter, but there's, there's plenty. There's good too. I see good. There is good. There is good. I've actually, I've, I've reached a lot of people. I've reached with my stupid comedy videos. I've reached a lot of really, really sweet and really nice fans of wrestling who really enjoy it and really say some really nice things. And they come out to the shows and they let me know they're coming on social media. And luckily I've seen a lot more good than bad. And it makes me really more motivated to put out content on social media so I can interact with these people. And, uh, you know, it's just like the sweetest thing when, when people reach out to you, like some people just tweet at me being like, Hey, just saw this thing that you did. And I'm a fan now. And that like, that literally makes my day. If you use social media right, it's a really nice and heartwarming thing. But then you got the other people who just ruin it. That sucks, but that's the world. To say no more, no more giving the trolls any uh, spotlight. So going, I probably should have done this when we talked about your uh, videos before, but um, you got one last video I want to comment on, and I, I, I really it's because it's timely. You made one about uh, you, uh, you and uh, Bone Samagraw from uh, Toby McGuire. Oh, wow. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. Now that I think about it. But yeah. In that video, you're, you're, the, you're the Toby character. This, this is another universe where people could say uh, you're Spider-Man. Yeah. So there's an upcoming Spider-Man movie. And there's uh -huh. a lot of talk about multiple Spider-Men being uh -huh. besides Tom Holland in that movie. So are you going to be in that movie? <laughs> Marvel won't let me say. Uh, we've had a lot of talk. Uh, it's like a money thing. And, and you know, I signed my contracts. But um, I'm not allowed to say. Uh, technically, I am part of the multiverse because I did wrestle Bonesaw. I didn't really have spider powers, though, unfortunately. But I still like to think of myself as a Spider-Man. I, I, like, after the match, I was doing the, the web shooters a lot just to myself, like in the bathroom. But that's as far as I got. But will I be in the next Spider-Man movie? No. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you can get the hint. Yeah, no, I got, I got the hint. I got that, uh, you know? like an Andrew Garfield type hint. <laughs> well, you, let's leave it to the people. Ask the people if they want to see me in the next Spider-Man movie, and I'll contact Mr. Marvel, and uh, we, can, we can talk, you know, dollars. Yeah, we don't want to get you in any more trouble with Marvel, so uh, we'll just change gears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, funny enough, I, well, we were just talking about uh, we were talking about this in uh, the Game Marks podcast Discord. Great podcast, by the way, also Game Marks podcast. But uh, they made a reference that uh, Marvel kind of stole the Intelligent Hulk from Avengers uh, Endgame when he's in that like the sweater and then he's wearing the glasses. Now, I don't want to say that Marvel ripped off 
my idea and put the Hulk in the cardigan with the glasses. But basically, that's exactly how I look, just not being green. I feel like they kind of owe me at this point by putting me in the new Spider-Man movie, even though it's probably already filmed. But I feel like they owe me because if you go back and watch the scene, you're like, oh, that's Phil. I know Phil. But then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's not Phil because he's not green, but he's jacked. You know what I mean? So I feel like Marvel owes me. And if Marvel's listening to this right now, I feel like, you know, help me out. I need the money. Hopefully they heard and um, they'll put you in. Or maybe that's just a subterfuge and you're already in. You're trying to mislead us. <laughs> no. <laughs> For those who are listening on podcasts, so everyone already <laughs> nodded. <laughs> no, I didn't. Change gears for real this time to our <laughs> final question of the night. Uh, it's a question we ask everyone. Uh, it, it could be a two-parter depending on how you answer this first part. So I'll just answer the first part. I mean, ask you the first part. I won't answer it. We're uh, switching roles here? All right, listen, what made you want to be a pro wrestler? <laughs> what's a dream match of yours all time it can be anybody from any era um, alive or dead um they're active or not it doesn't matter it can be any type of stipulation any type of match too it doesn't have to be a one-on-one if you don't want i mean most people answer the one-on-one but do triple threat it can be whatever you want can i give you one alive one dead is that cool Yes, actually, part two is a current. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. Ah, see, see, see? Okay, see, I'm basically a podcast host now. So what made you want to be a pro wrestler? Uh, current, right now, I probably would have to say Orange Cassidy. I think current is probably my dream match right now. Um, I think we could make some funny stuff happen in the ring. I've said that for a while, and I've met him. I didn't say that I wanted to wrestle him, but I think he got the gist, you know. Probably on a stage like AEW or even a backyard with like three people, whatever. Let's make it happen. That's all I'm saying. You think you can handle the kicks? Honestly, no. No. I might have to back out if I'm being honest. I'm thinking, I think I'm sick that day. Not alive, I would say. I mean, I want to say Macho Man, but I feel like I already. Rest of them already as bone saw. I I mean, ah, damn. Let's say you know what, retired's cool. Shawn Michaels, definitely, definitely Shawn Michaels. I feel like would be a great. You know, I feel like he would super kick the hell out of me, and I'd really like it. And then we tell a great story, but first the super kick. I feel like would either really hurt or feel really good either or uh screw it i'm just gonna say names screw it undertaker you know if he's listening uh, you know macho man definitely being one um roddy roddy piper definitely roddy piper i don't have wise for these by the way i just i'm just naming off names and then stone cold stone cold because i'm a huge mark that that would be good story. You and Stone Cold, just who, what's better, beer or coffee? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then for I'm, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be more at three o'clock in the morning. I'll message you when I when I realize. I'll wake up and I'll say, hey, by the way, let's redo the podcast because I just remembered I want to do. I'd, I'd, I'd wrestle this guy too. 
with this girl. Yeah. Oh, we'll be ready. Uh, we'll check yeah. our emails. We'll check our social medias. Yeah. Three o'clock. Three in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'll set an alarm. <laughs> Me too. All right, Phil. Well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time, but we just want to say thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And with the last couple minutes of our podcast, we like to give our guests the chance to plug anything they want, be it social media, upcoming matches, merch, whatever you want to promote. Now is your time to do so. Oh, God, I'm on the spot. You could find me at the next Creative Pro Show, December 12th, Limbrook. Unfortunately, tickets are sold out, but we will be streaming free live on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Twitch channel. It's going to be Creative Pro Happy Holidays. I am teaming up with Aaron Rourke to face the uh, Learning Tree from Impact Wrestling, Brian Myers, VSK. It's going to be a really cool match. You can find my merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash philcardigan. I don't, I don't know if I said that enough before, but www.prowrestlingtees.com slash philcardigan. You could you know, possibly get a cutter. Uh, I have some pretty dope shirts there. Uh, Twitter, uh, Phil Cardigan. Instagram, Phil Cardigan. My YouTube is Philip Cardigan. And I'm also on Twitch. You can find me at Twitch uh, at Phil Cardigan. I stream every once in a while, and it gets pretty nuts. Put the kids to sleep. And join me. We usually just play dumb games till we fall asleep. But yeah, and that's it, man. That's that's what I got. Did All I mention right. prowrestlingtees.com slash Phil Cardigan for a possible cutter? I, I, I think, think I think you might have. I I, I I the people will know. We'll put it in the description just in case. Okay, I'll say it again. I, I just don't remember. Please do one more time for those in the back. W W W actually HTTPS uh, double dot slash slash pro wrestling com slash Phil Cardigan. And then I think it's like a Z three, four, six, seven exclamation point slash. I'm reading it off the computer. The <laughs> uh, semicolon. What's the semicolon? The one with the dot and then the J or the dot. Is it the double dots? Is the double dots. I should know this. I was a grammar cop. So double, double, double J, Jeff Jarrett, and then uh, a semicolon, and then a bunch of characters, like what has we discussed before. But yeah, that's it. Awesome. Okay. All right, Phil. Well, again, thank you so much. This has been one of my favorites. You, you were you were an absolute blast to have on, and we wish you the best of luck going forward. And we hope that we can catch our cutter when we order our fifteen t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for having me on. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be expecting 15 payments shortly, but thanks again for uh, having me. I genuinely had a lot of fun. And again, you know, 15 should, should do it. So did you guys count how many times he plugged the pro wrestling tea shop? I didn't, but regardless, Phil Cardigan, what a interview that was. I, I mute my mic a lot when we do our interviews, but I had to mute my mic so often during this interview because I was just laughing. He's such a charismatic, funny person. He's so genuine. He is just Phil Cardigan. I, I have no other way to, to explain it. I mean, it was a great conversation with an absolutely great person, and I, I really hope we can get him back on the podcast in the future. I made a... I made a sound like you'll hear a weird sound during this uh, podcast.
podcast at some point. And it's because I made the weirdest laughing wheezing sound that I've never heard myself even make. That's how hard I was laughing because I usually don't mute my mic. Sometimes I try to sometimes, but I feel like you hearing the laughter is a good thing too. And um, I like to laugh and I like make sure you guys know I like to laugh. It, it was great though. Phil's the best. Uh, buy a shirt, buy it 15 times because that way you don't just get the shirts, you also get a cutter. I know that's what I do because I just really want to get a cutter from Phil. And then maybe if I order some more times and we hash out the details with Randy, I can also get a cutter, an RKO from uh, Randy as well, Randy Orton. Um, you know, kind of thing. It's not as famous as Phil Garvey or us, but, you know, he's he does good. He does good. Yes, and again, we, we just want to thank Phil so much for joining us tonight. It was an absolute blast, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, you'll see him in the next Spider-Man movie. Yes, you wink, wink, nod, nod. You may or may not see him as, more specifically, as uh, Tom Holland. But where can the people find us on social media? And where can they... Uh, let us know what they thought of Phil Cardigan and what they expect for him to come in the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah, they can um, find us on Twitter at capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. On Instagram, lowercase, all lowercase, T-O-T-C underscore pod, um, P-O-D. Instagram a little more active, got videos, match of the week stuff. It's a lot more active, so I definitely recommend false in there more so. But, you know, I, I always check both, interact with both, and uh, also follow Phil, order those shirts. I think that's it from me. Yes, and as we come crashing down to the mat on another episode of Top of the Cage, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you again to Phil. Can't express enough how great of a guest he was, how much fun we had with him, and we hope that we can catch you all next time.